Annie, bonjour, bonjour, and hi everyone. Welcome to Hyphenated, the Mixed Mama Life podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and I'll be giving you regular doses of life as a mixed race mama to be. You can follow me on Instagram at the Mixed Mama Life, and make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss out on any episodes. I'm currently releasing new ones every Friday morning. So thanks for being here, and spring is here, at least here in Hamilton, Ontario. We actually had ducks in our pool this evening. Now, our pool is not open, but obviously there's water on top of the tarp, and the ducks were having a bath, and we're having fun in there. It was really nice to see. It's also been double-digit weather here. That's in Celsius degrees, and all week, and the snow has been gone for several weeks now. So if anything, the warmer weather and longer days have been encouraging, especially for this very pregnant mama-to-be. For me, it's only reassuring that this baby, uh, the baby due date is coming. (laughs) I hope you guys are feeling better with the nicer weather too, because this past winter has been a long one. All right. I'm feeling extra special today for this podcast because, as I mentioned in my last one, I had a birthday last weekend, and for my birthday, I got a microphone. So fancy me, I am no longer recording my podcast through my cell phone. (laughs) Moving on up in the world. So hopefully this has better clarity and sounds better. We'll see. So episode seven. It's all about stereotypes and biases. And I'm going to dive right in and start with this statement. When someone from a certain race does something good, they're often perceived as being whitewashed or they must not truly be or raised as insert race. And vice versa, when someone from a certain race does something bad, You choose to take that as a status quo because that's how all the people of that race act. Now, this is known as confirmation bias. And the Oxford Dictionary definition is the tendency to interpret new evidence as confirmation of one's existing beliefs or theories. So things that will reinforce what you already think, your own biases, society's stereotypes, etc., And that's not being impartial or open-minded or even anti-racist. So I want to unpack all of this further and I want to share some examples. So examples of when someone from a certain race does something good that is seen as out of the ordinary or not typical with their race can be anything like seeing an indigenous person who you perceive as look or who you perceive as looking indigenous has been very educated, higher places in politics or academia or in law or in medicine. Basically, anything that you would only assume would only be fitting for a typical white Western societal person. The assumptions also have been made that, oh, they cannot have been raised on a reserve then, or they must be urban or have a white parent or been adopted or been given a better chance, etc., Hence, being whitewashed or insert your own biases or known stereotypes here. This might resonate better 
if I talk about the opposite. So if I give, I guess, an opposite example. So what do you think when you see a homeless or drunk Indigenous person? First thing that come to mind, especially in an urban setting, probably something like, oh, there's another one, or that fits your predisposed idea of Indigenous people. And I'm not saying that this is something you would say out loud, or I sure hope you would not, but even thinking it or having that confirmation bias because seeing one or a few means that they're all like that is a negative stereotype still alive today. And I can tell you that I've had people in my presence who know who I am and who I come from and still make these comments and others towards Indigenous people. To be Indigenous and to have a picture of me taken while I'm drinking alcohol, it's crossed my mind if I was judged negatively based on this stereotype. Then I realized that, you know, I do have privilege and I have very light colored skin, which has pretty much shielded me from this stereotype. But plenty of other Indigenous people don't. They don't have that luxury. And that's something that I'm very aware of, probably more than most people think that I am. Another Indigenous stereotype that we all live off government money, that we don't pay taxes, and that we get all the schooling paid. Well, let me tell you, for certain things only do we get to pay one tax instead of two. So yes, in Ontario, Canada at least, we still pay the federal tax, which I think is 5%, on items that we purchase off reserve. But that comes with you having to show your card, fill out a usually long page of information while you hold up the checkout line, and that's even if the store accepts it or even though they're supposed to. Uh, There's plenty of stores that don't or tell you that you can claim your receipts to your band instead because they literally can't be bothered with you. That means I pay all the taxes and then once a year I have to fill out this form explaining why I had to pay the taxes and submit the receipts uh, for the explanation for each receipt in hope that I get that money back. It's a long drawn out process that I believe is done on purpose so that we're discouraged from claiming the receipts. And you know what? It works because when a cashier tells me that they don't accept it or they look at me like they have no clue what I'm showing them when I present my status card for a tax exempt, I tell them that obviously they should look into it because, you know, legally they they should accept it. But I also just pay so I can get out of there because it's embarrassing. It's I just don't want to be bothered when really I should be. <laughs> so when it comes to buying property or services that are entirely on a reservation, then there are no taxes at all. But let me ask you this. Have you seen any department stores, grocery stores, or even like Walmarts or anything other than an overpriced Hudson's Bay store, gas station, and maybe a couple cigarette shops on a reservation? No. So yeah, we pay taxes. Also, I work full time and because I don't work for a band or on a reservation, I get taxed the same as any non-Indigenous person and I pay income taxes every year. Now let's talk about the schooling part. Well, 
since I wasn't recognized as a status Indian, quote unquote, until years after I was done school, no, I got no help. And even if I had been recognized as a status Indian at the time, they might have helped pay my books or maybe pay for a computer, but I still would have had to get OSAP and apply for bursaries as I did to help pay for my education. So no, nothing was handed to me from the government and I pay my taxes like the rest of you. As we know, stereotypes apply to other people of color and black people, which I think and worry about how people will treat our child, especially after witnessing some of the things that have happened to my partner who is Jamaican. So one experiment we did was visiting a popular box store where a membership is needed to shop there. You might know what I'm talking about, but I won't mention the name. He had told me that he's never walked into that store without being asked to show his card, whether busy or not. And he's even witnessed other people, specifically white, not get carded. So we tested it out. I walked ahead of him going in. I didn't have a membership card at the time and walked right by the employee who never asked me for my card. Instead, she asked him for his card, who was walking a couple paces behind me. We've also walked in together another time, and again, they asked him for his membership card. So remember that. There's also the reality that I wasn't fully aware, even though I have an idea and had an idea, It wasn't to the extent that I understand it now, what it is, you know, to be a black man or a black person. So that is that they're always aware that people are judging them, especially because they're black or based on their skin color. Example is my partner. He makes sure he dresses appropriately. He was raised to speak and pronounce in proper English. He doesn't speak Patois, even though he can and does from time to time at home. He doesn't in public. And he's very aware of his actions while out in public, as he knows all eyes are on him. And he's being judged. He's being judged way more than, you know, non-Black people or non-BIPOC community. So let me give you an example. A couple weeks ago, we walked over to Walmart to pick up a couple things and he brought a backpack to carry the stuff back. As we walked into Walmart, he hesitated and I'm assuming he expected that the bag, like his bag was going to be checked, but it didn't, like no one came to check. So we just kept walking and I went to the pharmacy section. He went to the garden center and was looking for some trays or something for Arrow Garden. So yeah, we grow our vegetables inside during the winter, which is nice, but I digress. So anyways, I met up with him in the garden center, rolled up behind him, and I don't know, I blame baby brain on this or something, but I put the cream in his backpack. And what followed was mad panic. He turned on a dime. He couldn't take the backpack fast enough off his back and was looking up at the cameras and was looking around to see if there was anyone there. And he said something like, oh my God, what are you doing? And I realized my error right away. And I quickly took the cream out of the bag and apologized over and over again. And then I found myself looking around and being worried. I felt like 
I was guilty for something that, I, you know, we didn't do wrong. I mean, I bring reusable bags to the store and fill them as I'm shopping. And then when I go to the cash and at the checkout, you know, empty them and pay for everything. And no one's ever followed me or treated me differently or thought I was shoplifting. I realize a backpack is a little different, but let's be real. It's because he was black. He knows he would have been watched to make sure he wasn't shoplifting or worse, he could have been accused of such. And that would have been my doing. So that was a wake-up call. He's been followed in stores and treated differently strictly because he's black. And this is his reality. It's not mine, but it's me realizing my privilege and also realizing that this might be our child's reality. This also makes me very aware of how our child will most likely be treated and how I need to prepare him or her. And the reality, you know, it's sad that this is how it is today. But here we are and here lies the true motivation behind the whole The Mixed Mama Life podcast and my social media platform. I'm not the only one in this situation and it's through finding similar people and also speaking your truth, with which will also become my baby's truth, and making others aware of that truth, that hopefully things will get better. Other stereotypes that are very real these days are names. And since we've been talking about baby names and what we liked, and what we didn't like, <laughs> the topic came up about having a more traditional mainstream name versus a very unique name or having maybe like a black or Jamaican name. A couple reasons for this, which are it's been proven, and this has happened to my partner, that a person with a black name, quote unquote, on a resume has less chances of being called or getting the job versus a non-black name. So our child will most likely already have colored skin to begin with. So already dealing with potentially the discrimination that way. And if he or she has the same education and experience as another person on another resume, I don't want his or her name to be the deciding factor in them getting that job. So I won't reveal the names that we've picked out. It can be said in both French and English, and they're pretty common names. And at bottom line, they're names that we both agreed on. So victory. <laughs> I know that there are plenty of other stereotypes based on skin color that relate to food and criminality and being lazy and unintelligent and so on. But I think I've said enough for this episode. I want to point out that Indigenous people and people of color have been at a disadvantage since the beginning. From generational traumas, abuse, torture, unethical experimental research, discrimination, medical, educational, and political racism, poverty, violence, blocked access to certain societal benefits and human rights, like speaking your language, voting, purchasing a home, practicing certain religion, or sacred ceremonies, and the list goes on. And some of these listed are still happening today. And while all of this is happening to our BIPOC communities, the white communities have had years 
and centuries of thriving, having the opportunities to build legacies, empires, vote their people into office, purchase homes, be protected from violence, and have been practicing their religions and beliefs from the start. So all of these things have fed into the stereotypes and biases that we have alive and well today. So my goal here is not, it's not only to bring these stereotypes to light, it's to share some of my personal experiences, but also to hopefully make you think of your own biases and stereotypes that you might have. And I don't want anyone to feel guilty. I don't want anyone to feel like that they are doing something wrong because they have biases. What I want is that people to acknowledge their biases and to learn and do better. I've said it before and I'll keep saying it, do the work. I know I still am. So read the books, listen to videos and documentaries, meet new people, you know, name it, just do it. Also, also question why you think a certain way about certain people. Are you falling into the confirmation biases or joining the bandwagon because it seems to be the popular idea? What if the status quo is wrong? Or what if all you're doing is following the beliefs of a larger group or your parents or your family and friends or even society when in fact their beliefs are based on biases and stereotypes as well? Are you judging a whole culture or skin color based on one or a few instances in your life? So think about that and keep an open mind because one day that person you'll be judging might be my child. And if that day comes, I hope you treat them with empathy and understanding instead of biases and stereotypes. So with that, miigwech, merci, and thank you for listening. And I hope you have a great weekend and week ahead. If you have any comments about today's episode or you want to share your experiences, please reach out to me at The Mixed Mama Life on Instagram or you can leave me a private voicemail on Anchor.